to Naomi and Jack's Chats, Naomi House and Jack's Place corporate podcast hosted by me, Lisa Congdon, corporate fundraiser. Today I have with me Stuart Campbell, our renewals leader at Nintex. Hello and thank you for your time today, Stuart. I do very much appreciate it. I know you're a very busy man. Please do introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hi Lisa. Really glad to be on here. Um, and, um, you know, no problem at all taking some time out. I know Nintex are really keen on continuing our relationship and anything we can do to help uh, is an advantage. As you mentioned, um, I'm the renewals manager at Nintex. Uh, Nintex is a global company um, and I look after the software renewals for Europe, Middle East and Africa. Um, Alongside that, I have an additional role, (coughs) which is part of the charity committee. And also, um, as you're also aware, I'm an ambassador for Naomi House as well. And there's uh, a logical reason why all those fit together. Brilliant. Thank you, Stuart. And you've mentioned just then that you are an ambassador for Naomi House. And um, just prior to having this conversation, you were saying you were talking with your wife, Shirley, last night about how that kind of relationship came about. So... First of all, I think it'd be really nice for our listeners for you to explain what you do as an ambassador at Naomi House and Jack's Place and how that relationship was established. Yeah, sure. Um, So as an ambassador, what I do is pretty much anything that Naomi House want me to, obviously within within the constraints of my normal day work. I've been out, stood in the street, talking to people about Naomi House obviously fundraising, collecting money. Um, I've been to various organizations and given presentations and discussed with them, Naomi House, and obviously looking for them to join in and be sponsored Naomi House. We've gone as far as, and again, my wife gets involved occasionally. Um, So we've been at various events and probably one of my favorite was when my wife was stood along by the riverbank, dressed up as a duck for several hours. Uh, normally, probably most people wouldn't volunteer on that, but she was freezing and she decided say, that was the best thing. I um, I was with you on that day, Stuart, and it was right. particularly cold <laughs> bank holiday May, in May a couple of years ago. And um, Shirley was very quick to volunteer to jump into the Absolutely. duck costume. <laughs> yeah, she shocked, she shocked me when she said it. And then and then shortly afterwards, I realized why. And it was a, it was a pure warm thing. In terms of the history, uh, yeah, as you say, mentioning Shirley, I, I was in preparation for this last night. I was actually thinking about back to when I first became aware of Naomi House. So I don't have a direct connection in terms of any family members using the Naomi House facilities, but it actually goes back about 20, 20 years. And in fact, we struggled to work out the exact timing, but it's about 20 years ago when my son used to do gymnastics um, and he did a sponsored trampolining bounce for Naomi House um, and raised the most money there. Um, and so may well have been an ambassador actually, um, went down to the gym club, parents were there as well. Um, he got an award and then actually got the opportunity to visit Naomi House. Uh, along with ourselves. So that was the first time I ever got involved. And then following on from that, my son seems to run through as a theme of my involvement with Naomi House, because in 2009, uh, when I 
used to coach football like many dads. One of my son's teammates, his brother actually um, used to go to Naomi House for a respite care. Sadly, in that year, he did pass away. But his family then decided to um, take part in the Naomi House main fundraiser of Clarendon Way Walk. Um, and we're asking, you know, obviously people in the football team to sponsor them, um, at which point my son said he wanted to do more um, and wanted to take part in it. Um, and so I got volunteered to do the Clarendon Way and was fooled by the fact that it says it's a Clarendon Way walk um, and kind of kind of thought of it like walking down the road to get a pint of milk um, and actually like 12, 12 miles up and down hills and what have you is is actually a bit of a challenge um and uh yeah I, I couldn't move for about three days afterwards but it kind of started the whole thing and the kind of enthusiasm that i think the enjoyment uh of the people out there um one of the things i love about naomi house is 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 the people you meet there and you know considering how people feel about a hospice the most positive and kind of happy place and people that I've met you know and I at one time I worked actually for the RNLI it was my very first job um, when I left school and I've I've kind of come across several other charities as well um, but I find Naomi House is just new, unique in that and so yeah so from that we then decided to you know I decided to kind of do a bit more uh, the next thing we got into was the as you know one of my favorites um, <clears throat> although I still can't work out why is the uh, Santa run every Christmas <laughs> because like athletics may be good may, may be my son's thing but it definitely isn't mine but uh, for the last six years we've done the Santa run and obviously this year was um, very different because I had to do it alone and around the streets of the village so rather than being dressed up with like many hundred other Santas um, and running through the steep streets of Winchester you know, I ended up running through the streets of the little village where I live, dressed up as Santa with many people honking horns, etc. <laughs> probably probably wondering whether actually I was doing something good or just, just somebody was totally mad and the lockdown had got to. Um, <laughs> but over the years, I've kind of raised, I would say so, somewhere around £2,000 from, from Santa runs. And then, yeah, and then on an individual level, Last year, I decided it was kind of a milestone for me, birthday-wise. So I decided I wanted to do something milestone for Naomi House. Um, and I did the skydive last year, which is kind of the biggest event. Yeah, so a really potted history. I think it was 2018 was when I kind of probably, again, because of the big milestone birthday kind of looming not too far away, I, I started thinking about, you know, I wanted to do something more just in general in life in terms of giving back, et cetera. Um, and because of all those various things I've done with Naomi House, that was the logical place for me to look. So I then approached yourselves regarding becoming a, an ambassador and then had, you know, obviously had in, interviews on that um, and then started right at the beginning of 2019. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Like you say, very um, vast array of different things to lead you to the ambassadorial role that you have at Naomi House, all of which are um, events that we 
think are great fun and by the account that you have just given uh you also feel the same so Santa Fun Run is something yeah I think we were very sad to not be able to put on this previous Christmas but fingers crossed for next Christmas and we will see you uh there in your Santa suit like you say running through the streets of Winchester with a few hundred other runners with you and it's really nice that you have you've touched upon the various length of time that you've been involved with Naomi House you know going right back to your son and the gymnastics what a lovely kind of journey that you as a family have had with Naomi House uh the skydive did I know that that was a special birthday because I feel like that you've just sprung that one on me Um, (laughs) I know last year was a bit hit and miss with kind of uh, everything going on but (laughs) Yeah, get, getting old is probably not something I uh, <laughs> I broke I broadcast too loud, loudly, but it, it was it was the big six zero. Um, oh wow! Uh, so I did obviously like my family had a lot of yeah other things planned that didn't happen. The skydive actually I was I was lucky in terms of obviously because of the various lockdown, not lockdown, different rules, etc. I was lucky, although it got moved many times during the year. I was kind of lucky. I think it was really probably getting right to the end of when kind of the weather conditions were likely to allow it to happen anyway, when I managed to get that, the dive in. I think I went, I went there at three weeks on the run (laughs) and because it's obviously, yeah, they're, they're obviously kind of very careful about it. You know, there was a couple of times where I was all kitted up and ready to go and then had to abandon it. So, so yeah, it was kind of, it was one of those things, you know, when you have something like a big birthday coming up, you decide to make a grand gesture and at that particular time it seems like a really good idea and <laughs> as, the, as the actual moment comes and as you actually get your email saying you know we'll see you in a couple of weeks and you know and pictures of people like falling out of an airplane it's uh, it starts it starts to make you you wonder but I do not regret it at all did Shirley Despite... do it with you no it was it was it was just, just me um, okay. yeah originally again my son was going to was going to do it at the beginning, but he um, he was due to have a um, an operation, and and they weren't sure when it was going to be. So he kind of pulled out. I think he pulled out after I'd actually signed up. I'm sure that was I'm sure that's what <laughs> happened. So I couldn't. Uh, so he ended up spectating. Oh, brilliant! It is a great it's a great experience, and for anybody listening that is contemplating like Stuart says something for a big birthday or just for the sheer hell of it uh, I can yeah. recommend the uh, the skydive I thoroughly enjoyed it I don't think I'd do it again um, I'm not sure how you feel about that Stuart would you do it again uh, uh, same, same thing I, I would if it you know if it kind of was for something but I think you know part of what made it great was was it being that first time and and the kind of the big adrenaline rush as you as you actually do go out as you exit the plane and you can't really recreate that again so I think that the first time is definitely you know really up there unless unless you are the only I think the only other way I would do it again is if I was literally going to take it up as a hobby and that's not going to happen so (laughs) uh, it's like but like I say I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no I wouldn't do it because of I didn't enjoy it or anything like that. I really, I really did. But like I say, I, I kind of, I kind of feel if you did it a second time, it just wouldn't feel as as exciting and as much fun as the as the first time. 
I think uh, this is where I should admit, though, really, I was absolutely fine. I was all geared up, got in the, the plane, which is incredibly small. And it was beautifully glorious sunny day. And I was like, oh, this is nice looking out the window. And then suddenly I realised the door was open and a few people that were sat in front of me had gone. And it was my <laughs> turn to go. And so I got to the edge and I can remember tucking my feet up underneath the plane. They say, like, make sure your feet touch the bottom of the plane. And I closed my eyes. <laughs> so actually that initial kind of roll forward where you literally do a 360 out of the door, I actually had my eyes closed. But I did open my eyes and I did thoroughly enjoy it. And as I landed, I just was in fits of hysterics because I was worried that I was going to, I don't know why, I was worried I was going to end up with two broken legs, but I didn't. And it was a very successful uh, jump that I did thoroughly enjoy. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Many happy returns yeah. because I feel like I should have known it was a big birthday. So many apologies, but hopefully you'll be uh, that's okay. celebrate in style at some point this year when restrictions hopefully. allow. So moving on to um, kind of the relationship that you have now created from being an ambassador at Naomi House and bringing in Nintex where you work. And, you know, mm -hmm. as you mentioned in your little intro at the beginning, you are part of the charity committee. So you were able to do actually a lot of the bits that I would normally do as the corporate fundraiser. You were able to present to the team about Naomi House and Jack's Place. You were able to kind of answer any questions, which was really great. But I have still had that kind of communication, not just with yourself, but with some of your colleagues as well. So please, could you just explain that in a little bit more detail for us? Yeah, so um, I think uh, the, the real credit for the charity committee at Nintex actually goes to the two ladies who started it. Um, so Nintex themselves, you know, do a lot of things in terms of community giving, et cetera, globally. And, you know, for instance, we get paid time off to do um, events or anything, to be honest, to, to give back. But within London, there was nothing kind of organized. Um, and the two ladies, Caroline and Fangy, obviously were talking together at some point. Um, it wasn't that long after I became an ambassador, actually. But I, and I think maybe because I obviously had been sending emails around in the office, et cetera, you know, begging for people to sponsor me doing these crazy things you know, was one of the reasons they obviously approached me, but they, they wanted to start a charity committee. They knew that I was involved with a charity. Um, so they asked me on board as much as anything else to try and help them get going um, in terms of like, you know, how do we go about this? And so we did it. And then one of the initial things, you know, I did say to them was that, you know, doing something for charity is just great for the company anyway. It's great for the employees in London. You know, people people love to have something they can get behind. Everybody, you know, likes to be giving, you know, and feel they're a part of doing something. Um, so initially I, you know, obviously I kind of talked about Naomi House, but I said, I, I didn't want to go on there and like force, you know, we must be Naomi House Nintex. Um, so, which is why, as you said, I ended up doing, you know, a presentation that normally maybe you would do to, to companies as well, to actually make sure that it was the people in the office and all the employees, that's who they wanted to be the charity of choice, which, um, which they obviously did. So, uh, like I say, that, that was kind of how I got involved. I 
you know, I try to um, I try to advise as much as anything. Um, I think having the other people in the committee not being directly involved is great because it allows me all almost to take your role in a way. Um, and again, not be seen to try and force things on people. But I was amazed uh, like how great the enthusiasm was. You know, after we did the initial kind of launch, we went through all of that. Literally the same day we had people come into the desks of the people on the committee and coming up with ideas of, you know, things they could do. You know, during the, during the presentation, I kind of talked about all the events that Naomi House put on. You know, one of the other things to bear in mind is obviously Nintex, you know, although I live in Hampshire, you know, I work in London, Nintex is based in London, most of the people there are in London, and that's not an area that Naomi House actually covers in terms of their services. So that's why it kind of shows that people, people want to get behind a cause and they want to feel that they're doing good. And, you know, I think one of the things I tried to impress with Naomi House was like how the money is used and what it, what it delivers, you know, and the fact that it's not something in the local areas is, is not an issue. And like I say, then the amount of kind of creativity, because obviously a lot of the events you run were, are obviously based around, you know, the south of England, et cetera. Um, so difficult for people to take part in. So they then started coming up with all sorts of ideas about, you know, how they could raise money kind of from the office um, and get and get the office involved. So, I, I mean, I can... I can rattle off a few for you. Yeah, I was <laughs> as, just going to say, it was really nice when I came up and um, I've met various members of the team now. I've been up to the your office in, in London a couple of times and you just touched on the creativity. So, yeah, exactly. I do would like you to um, explain some of those. But it was really nice because I felt that real sense of unity. As you were saying, like, obviously, we're I, primarily we don't take families in the London area uh, but I've really felt that unity that everybody was completely on board with supporting us as a charity and it was really really kind of I guess kind of quite like you say a bit shocking because you don't know what kind of reception you're going to get with people who hadn't necessarily heard about the charity before but the creativity like you said is amazing. So yeah, do do tell us about some of the things you guys have been doing in the office. Yeah, so we, we actually launched in uh, July of 2019. And by the end of 2019, they'd raised just under two and a half thousand pounds. So some of the things that that were done was a, a bake-off. So people brought in their, their, their goods. I hasten to add, not that didn't include me. Um, <laughs> Um, but we kind of either you were involved or you kind of paid to to be a taster um, and to to mark the, the things um, on a similar line. They did a around the world kind of potluck in terms of food. And, um, you know, one of the things about the London office is we have people from with really diverse backgrounds. So people with backgrounds from all over the world. So we we had a, a chance to taste uh, local foods from again, like all over the place, um, which was which was amazing. Um, and the really nice thing there was the people who did it not only produced the food, but they actually produced a, a little write-up, which gave a bit of information about the kind of culture and, you know, maybe how the food fitted into that as well. Um, so that was fun. 
through our sales team, not surprisingly, the most competitive thing that was ever done was the FIFA tournament, um, <laughs> which was, yeah, one of our, one of our sales people um, came up with that. I wouldn't say it was totally sales dominated, but mostly took place over many lunch times. And that was definitely a time that I learned not to hold any meetings or have any phone calls because, because that was super competitive. They did, uh, and then there was a guess who, the baby photo contest. That was, that was good fun, kind of seeing, seeing people in their, in their baby outfits, etc. We did um, Halloween, did a fancy, fancy dress. One of the things that Nintex does provide for the employees in London is, is a free vending machine. But what everyone agreed to was actually to, to put a small charge on everything from the vending machine. Um, and then all that money went to Naomi House. So I think, I don't know if you were ever in the office, but there were several times when I turned up with big bags full of like change and what have you. <laughs> well, also everybody had one of the, the little Naomi House money boxes. Um, so each team had one of them. And then they basically collected money however they wanted within a team. Most of it was the traditional stuff. So it was team meetings, people who turned up late, had to pay a penalty. Swearing, obviously, uh, again, especially in some teams that actually got a heck of a lot of money. Um, so I think I probably donated probably more than anyone else, actually, because my team, obviously because of my connection and everything, my team was so sharp on anything that I did in terms of breaking the rules. Um, so any of my own meetings, I didn't start bang on time. A, a couple of seconds was not good enough. So we did that. We did that as well. I think, yeah, one of the great shames, obviously, with the majority of 2020 is that we had quite a few things planned for in the office that obviously we never got round to. So, you know, that that's one of the things that when we go back, you know, we're looking at uh, kind of ping pong tournaments and things like that. And we were going to do a, a pub quiz as well. And like I say, I, th I think, you know, on top of that, obviously, you know, I I carried on doing my individual things. So obviously a lot of people from the office sponsored me on there as well. Uh, and yeah. so it, like I say, short space of time, a lot. Yeah, that is a lot because like you say, we went into lockdown, obviously everyone was uh, forced to work from home, but in that short period of time, that creativity, I mean, the round the world, the tasting of all the different dishes sounds amazing. And like you say, because you have, such a diverse workforce that worked really well and everybody then was able to learn a little bit more about the culture and how that you know what that dish represents and things which is really nice so I think in terms of kind of team building you've really said you know everybody got on board with the FIFA tournament and making sure that you were all sticking to your fines if you ended up getting fined I am um, I'm glad we don't have to get fined for swearing in our office because I <laughs> I am not sure that I should admit that but um, I'm, I'm you know I'm very guilty of that but it's again it's that unity and I think that what is really important for people to kind of think about when they're thinking about choosing a charity about you know kind of having that space where people can get together do different things but also how good that impacts on on the work that the employees do it's you know happy workers you know results in in good work would you agree absolutely, oh, absolutely. and I, I, the other thing i would say is is not only now where we're in in lockdown 
But when we go back to the, as everyone quotes it, the new normal, which in most cases is going to involve a hybrid, I think of off office and remote working. So, you know, one of the things that we found during lockdown is that it's very easy within the company for everybody to fall back into their silos because you're not naturally mixing with people, the kind of social events, the after work, you know, pop over the road to the pub. One good thing about the Nintex office is its location to the pub. Um, <laughs> but, you know, all, all those sort of things have gone. And so having something like this to keep your team together in the, in the broader sense, i.e. the office team, the, being involved in a charity and having that charity work is a great way of keeping that going. And then obviously, you know, that's the other thing we've had to do is like then move away from in-person activities to remote things. So, you know, one of the things that we did, some people did was like donate based on their saving on their commute to work, for instance, um, and things like that. So, so very much it's like from a company point of view, from what Nintex get back out of it is, is something that the whole office can rally around outside of the normal kind of work all hands type of meetings which are very operational etc but on a, on a kind of social level it really helps and like I say I think even more so in these days because it's much more difficult to just create a social get together when you when you're remote unless you have a reason to do that and you know supporting charity is that um, and like I said before I, I find talking to individuals they really like working for a company where there is that aspect to it as well. And I think it's, uh, it's certainly a great thing when we're, I mean, at the moment, I'm just, I'm just recruiting again. And it's certainly one of the things, you know, ignoring my ambassador connection with the rest of it. It's certainly one of the things that I mention when people ask me, because obviously recruitment is two way thing. We're trying to look at them. Are they good for us? But also, you know, when we find the right person, we want to sell it. It's something that can differentiate for, for a company you talk about that's something you do gives people a nice feeling that the you know this is a oh this is a company that cares etc so that's kind of really important to me as a as a manager as i say beside my that that's kind of put into aside my naomi house kind of personal connection i think um i've heard that before like actually people when they're looking for a job do look at CSR policies, what kind of involvement a company has for charity. So thank you for, for raising that because it is a, a lot, on a lot of people's agenda. And I think this year, specifically with everything that's gone on and, and people realising that, you know, charities have found it particularly tough because a lot of our events have had to go virtual, which you know, every charity up and down the country has had to, you know, adapt to. And um, funds haven't come in as they normally perhaps would. You know, it's it's everything's been a bit different. So I think going forward, you're right. Like there will be more people as they're looking for jobs, looking at policies around the support to the local community, whether that is charity, uh, you know, kind of fundraising or volunteering that kind of thing and um you know that's another thing that we did kind of talk about before lockdown was perhaps trying to get some of your guys to the hospice and either come for a tour or a bit of volunteering and um once things allow hopefully we will be able to do that you know because that will be 
really great for you um, as, as a team uh, to come and see the hospice and, and, and be there in person. Yeah, I know, I know there was like huge enthusiasm for that. Again, it was very interesting, you know, bearing in mind, like I say, you know, people are based in London, but, uh, you know, when that was talked about as a possibility, in fact, you know, the one thing that we were working on before lockdown was the fact that we would have to kind of do it in various chunks because we'd, we'd have to limit how many people could actually, could actually go at any one time, even in normal circumstances, because the proportion of people who wanted to even just kind of go and see Naomi House and kind of get a proper feel for it, again, is it was kind of really exciting for me. I mean, hopefully partly helped that I obviously explained it well, because normally, again, if you go back to the whole kind of hospice thing, that normally you would think that people would tend to shy away from that sort of thing, you know. But again, I, you know, I explained them. I can remember very vividly the first time I actually kind of went on a tour around Naomi House and I can remember how I felt just before I went on the tour and then how I felt when I came out of the tour and my total change of perception uh, of the whole thing so yeah definitely definitely looking forward to that Uh, hopefully we're on our way now Uh, fingers crossed I think you're you're absolutely right when you say the perception of hospice is quite daunting for the majority of people you kind of wonder what you're going to walk into and actually Naomi House is just like a home from home for many of our families we're very fortunate to have Naomi House and Jack's Place so two separate hospices on the same site where we Naomi House is obviously the children and Jack's Place is the adults and just the whole environment you know, on the care floor, the both of the gardens are really lovely and peaceful. I say peaceful in the, the <laughs> loosest sense. Yeah, when say. the children are playing, it might yeah, not be so say, depends peaceful. who's out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, it's a really, you know, Jack's Place Garden yeah. is obviously very different to Naomi House Jack's Place, um, Naomi House Garden, sorry. And it is, like you say, it's you come away actually feeling very inspired And that's what we, you know, your team are very inspired. They're inspired by the conversations that they've had with you and listening to all the crazy things that you have done for us prior to Nintech supporting us. That's why they want to come and be a part of that. They want to come and see everything that you've explained to them and see it for themselves. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, for the corporate fundraiser to hear that somebody has gone in and done that on my behalf, you know, it's is just wonderful because you've come kind of come into Naomi House and embedded as part of the team. And that's what we really, really try to do when we um, bring in ambassadors for us. You are part of our team and that's really important to us. And I, I hope you would agree with that, you know? Oh, I like, Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I don't feel like... I'm a volunteer on the outside doing stuff. I kind of feel, as you say, very much part of it. I've been so kind of impressed and and kind of grateful for the amount of support. Uh, again, during lockdown, I mean, obviously you had to shut down a lot of events. One of the things I always enjoyed is coming in for ambassador meetings to actually come to Naomi House. Um, and if you want to kind of up the fun level a bit, then you go to the fundraising office and it's kind of all, everybody in there is kind of slightly mad and that, <laughs> 
uh, and what have you. And, and that's great fun. Um, and those kind of not being able to take place, but yeah, again, they've put in place the virtual meetings, as you know, you've been involved as well. I've had so many emails all the time, including yourself, but also the, the general fundraising team. So obviously I'm, I'm kind of lucky because you know, I have you on the corporate side, but then I have the, the fundraising team on the in individual events and that I get involved in, and obviously the ambassador management um, side of it. So I've, I've kind of, yeah, you know, constantly people reaching out, asking, you know, checking how I am, you know, making, making sure, you know, everything's okay and kind of um, offering just support in that way. So, yeah, definitely, definitely feel part of the team. You know, in fact, I've like hanging up next to me is actually my Naomi House kind of jacket and everything. So kind of always, always there, kind of ready to switch roles. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd say that that has kind of probably beat my expectations. If I take into consideration what COVID's done to restrict things, it's it's actually beaten my expectations in terms of what I've got out of it. Like I say, when I made this kind of decision about, you know, oh, I need to do something. I kind of made a decision, but I wasn't really sure how that was going to work out. But, you know, so, so glad I'd done it. And, you know, like I say, you know, can't, can't wait until we kind of get to ramp things back up again. Oh, Stuart, that's a really lovely response. Um, I can't wait to tell the team your response in how you feel as a, about how we've, you know, responded to COVID and, and kept check with our ambassadors and, you know, like you say, you feel like you are very much part of it. So that's really, really lovely. I feel very touched by that response. So you, I was going to I was going to my next question was going to be, you know, if you if there are people in businesses that are wanting to become an ambassador, what would you say to them? But I think you've very much covered it yeah. in, in your response there. But if yeah. there was kind of one final takeaway for somebody listening today, whether they are thinking, oh, actually, I would be quite interested in an ambassadorial role, or whether they thought I could really get my business involved, what kind of what kind of thing would you suggest to them? What would you say? I think so on, on the on the business side, I, I would definitely say it's uh, I think we've all learned that even even when things return to this new normal how important it is to be supporting our teams at work there's the whole kind of mental health issue etc has come up now but the, this kind of support network and having involvement with a charity um, and having that support I can you know obviously I can only speak for Naomi House even from the other side if I just look at myself from a Nintex perspective having someone like yourself who's kind of dedicated to support us you know, to, to kind of work in this kind of mutual respect, mutual promoting of each other is kind of is kind of huge for the business. And yeah, I would literally say, you know, if you're not doing something, then you're, you're actually missing out on a big opportunity as a business. From an ambassador point of view, if you're if you if you're thinking of doing it, all I can say is I probably thought about these things in the past and probably like a lot of people kind of put them off and thought, well, you know, kind of got busy and I kind of this and I kind of that. But, you know, my only regret in ever doing it would probably be that I didn't start a bit earlier. So, you know, from a, pers from a personal point of view, if you're thinking about it, at the very least, I would say get in, get in touch, 
find out more. And, you know, if you, like I did, got the opportunity to meet the people, you know, go to Naomi House. I, I think if I hadn't have already kind of made up my mind before that, I think once if once I'd been around the tour of it, then it would I would have definitely nailed it anyway. So, yeah, I would I, I would just say uh, to anyone, please, if if you are thinking, at least investigate and and kind of find out more about it because it's it's very rewarding. Brilliant. That's a perfect response. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> So Stuart, the final thing for me to say is thank you from me and everybody at Naomi House and Jack's Place, not only for being an incredibly passionate ambassador for us, but also bringing Nintex in as a corporate partner. And we have thoroughly enjoyed working with Nintex, all of the team, the charity committee and yourself. And also a big thank you to Shirley and your son for the support that they have shown along the last 20 years as well so really big thank you and um i hope you've enjoyed our chat as much as i have no thank you lisa i appreciate it as ever and uh yeah we can't wait to get back together thank you so much for listening to naomi and jack's chats naomi house and jack's face corporate podcast i'd love it if you join me again and next time i will be talking to abby baskerville from bnp Paraby leasing solutions Thank you so much for listening to Naomi and Jack's chats. I hope you've enjoyed our corporate podcast today. If you did want to find out a little bit more about getting involved and creating a partnership with us, please do email us at hello at naomihouse.org.uk. That's hello at naomihouse.org.uk. And we look forward to hearing from you.